Looking back at the wreckage of Saturday night, well, it was a wreckage for the All Blacks, but for the Irish, it wasn't wreckage at all. For the Irish, it was a well-deserved victory, setting up Saturday night's third and deciding test match absolutely perfectly. Out of RTE over in Ireland, Michael Corcoran joins us now. Michael, your, your initial reaction after what happened in Dunedin on Saturday night. What did you make of that, mate? Uh, it was probably one of the disbelief, I have to say, to be fair about it, because I... Um presumed that after the performance the previous week, I, I presumed that New Zealand were going to drive on and, and be better. I thought Ireland would be better also. Um, I did tip uh, New Zealand to win the game, but by a sort of shorter margin than the previous week. Um, I thought New Zealand would win the game by 12 or 15 points, but you know, Paul O'Connell, listened to Paul O'Connell the day after the first test, he was talking about how Ireland needed to improve. He had described the Irish line as poor, the Irish set pieces poor, and Ireland just um, improved immeasurably for that uh, second game. Their line speed was, was pretty decent all the way through the match, and, and they scored tries you know, at, at decisive times. Uh, from a New Zealand point of view, obviously there was that ill-discipline scenario. Yeah, the red card, which a lot of people have been debating about. Plus, uh, plus there were two yellow cards as well. So it was um, a kind of strange performance from New Zealand. Um, and I think that's helped, um, helped Ireland take advantage. The Irish in the second half particularly really picked up and focused their game and the pressure built on and put on the All Blacks was too much for the All Blacks. They looked a little on the, the shambolic side, which is not like they looked at the end of that first half. But that second half, they really just couldn't handle, the, the I suppose, the accuracy and the intensity of, of the Irish side, Michael. Well, they, they got they got um they got a sort of slight dose of what they tend to do to other teams, you know. And I mean that in the, in the most respectful way. Um, like the strange thing is that you know um, how strange the first half of the match was. But New Zealand had uh, had worked into a ten seven scenario at half time, and I I thought they were going to use that period of time kind of quite productively in terms of what they needed to do for the second half. But Ireland put massive pressure on them, and we saw that translating itself into into penalties, which with Sexton was quite happy to kick. Um, and they just kept that scoreboard ticking over. I mean, if you if you look at it, and if you're to be completely sort of take a hel- helicopter view of the whole thing, will Jordan's try towards the tail end of the game after I think 78 minutes put a bit of a put a bit of a, a, a better look on the scoreboard from a, from a New Zealand point of view? You know, because Ireland were, were were well ahead at that stage, and um, it was again, it's just a it's just a very very strange game. And, and speaking to a lot of um, New Zealand friends of mine, they're just kind of a, a bit um, flabbergasted, really, that the match ended up uh, running up, running up that scoreline. The pressure on Ian Foster now, it's always been fairly immense, but now it's just notched up a, another yeah. couple of levels. The response through him in the All Blacks and the, I suppose the demands for his head, does that sit comfortably with you as a as a foreign national journalist around looking, I suppose, at rugby here in New Zealand and the way we, we treat our successes and in turn failures? Yeah, look... Uh, I'm fully aware of the fact that there are people who would prefer others to be to be in charge. I know that public opinion is 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 divided. Really, you know, what if they um, want um, Ian Ian Foster to be in charge of the, the the All Blacks or otherwise? But you know, one victory doesn't define success. So therefore, one loss doesn't that doesn't define failure either. You know, so it's it's it certainly is a very pressurised environment that he's working in, and um, given the long successful traditional sort of heritage of, of, of playing rugby and success at the, at, the, at the top level. So I understand completely um, where people are coming from when, when, they, when they sort of, you know, when, when there's a bit of weeping and gnashing of teeth, particularly in a week like this, when, when they lose, you know, for the first time 
at home in the Forsyth Bar Stadium. You have to give Ireland credit for that and the way they played the match and the way they won the game. But, I mean, what happens moving forward with Ian Foster is going to be, uh, that's a big question. And uh, that's a question that can only be answered by people who run, you know, the, the rugby union and, and run rugby here in this country. Um, I mean, there's, there's, there's now massive pressure on New Zealand to perform on Saturday. Um, I mean, if they were to turn around and win the series, does he have a stay of execution? If they were to turn around and lose the series, will you wonder what's going to happen, given the fact that the next two games after that are away to South Africa. Um, and, uh, I mean, we know exactly what, what that's going to entail, really. So there's a, there's a lot of pressure, but that comes from, from being head coach of the All Blacks, basically. Michael Corcoran joins us from RTE. Michael, what about the pressure on the Irish? They've got this guilt-edged opportunity with a team that's performed particularly well to actually beat the All Blacks in a series in their own backyard. How do they respond to that kind of pressure historically from what you've seen of this team over the last few years? Well, traditionally in the past, they wouldn't have responded well. That's the reality because I've been on plenty of tours where you know, the, the last game, you have people almost like thinking of their summer holiday, basically. Um, but, that, but that's really on the back of, of very heavy defeats. And I've been here in New Zealand many, many times and seen Irish teams being well beaten. You know, they might run someone close in the first test, be well beaten in the second, and they're beaten out the gate basically on the third test. But this is, this is different, and this feels different. You know, um, I mean, Ireland have beaten New Zealand four times for the first time ever in New Zealand last week at the Forsyth Bar Stadium. And there is an opportunity that um, for, for this present group of players to create their own bit of history. Um, and I would say that uh, they will be spurred on and driven on by, by the win and the matter of the win um, last week. I mean, if you look at it, when, when it was 15 versus 13 in the first half, Ireland left um, certainly plenty of scoring opportunities out there behind them. So it wasn't a complete or perfect game by Ireland in Dunedin last weekend. So I would say there's still more to come from Ireland and let's see what's going to happen uh, this weekend at the, at the Cape Town. Technically and tactically, where do you think the Irish went well? Where did they put every foot right when you look at the way they set up and applied that pressure? Well, their set piece was, was immeasurably better. Their lineup was really good. Their scrum, which um, you know, had, been, had been under severe pressure um, in, in the first test, their scrum performed, performed admirably. The Irish line speed, the Irish defence was really good and, and they kept that line speed up literally until the final minutes of the game and, and just pressurised New Zealand, took them out of, I'll use the phrase comfort zone, but I, I don't mean it that way, but took them out of maybe a zone or a way in which they're, they're used to playing um, and put a lot of pressure on them and, and forced them into conceding those penalties we spoke about a while ago, uh, which, which left Ireland just keep that scoreboard ticking over three points, six points, nine points. That type of scenario, basically. Um, so, I mean, Ireland obviously identified the closing down, um, closing down space for New Zealand, putting pressure on New Zealand. They looked, uh, I mean, Aaron Smith and Bodie Barrett looked hassled and looked pressurised. Every time somebody from New Zealand got the ball, there was at least one of that two Irish people sort of in their face before the ball had even left their hands to go to somewhere else. And that, that, that's, that's where Ireland were way better last week. And finally, in closing, Michael Corcoran, as always, thanks very much for your time. Obviously, room to improve for the All Blacks. You touched on before, though. Plenty of room to improve for the Irish. Who do you like coming up this weekend if they can put down what they pick up? Well, I, I mean, this is, this is a huge match, really. I'm expecting um, a pretty big response from New Zealand, given the fact that they lost last week. They don't cough up too many games at home. 
Um, I think Ireland will be better. I think it's going to be a very, very competitive game. A lot of pressure on New Zealand. I, I would, as an Irish person, would dearly like to see Ireland win the game, but I just have a sneaking feeling that New Zealand's response could be, uh, if, it's, if, it's, if I can borrow a word from the city that we're in, it could be hurricane-esque in terms of uh, their, their lash back this coming weekend, and that may very well be uh, enough to get them over the line and to win the series for the home team. Long live three-match incoming test series, although I believe they're not going to last beyond this year. Go figure. Michael Corcoran, as always, thanks very much for your time and expertise. Cheers, mate. Good to talk to you.